Hello, welcome to another exciting topic today at Kopi with Vance. This is your host, Vance. That's right. And uh, thank you to all the viewers. And also, we received uh, a couple of messages. I'm going to read it on later. That, hey, you got to do this topic during the festive season. You know, we're going to eat all these favorite foods and sweets and all kind of stuff. But yes, it is very important for the month of November because it's the World Diabetes Day. But we are going to make it the whole month that's a diabetics topic. So every Wednesday for the next three weeks, in fact, including today, will be all topic that is related to diabetes. And today we have an amazing speaker who's going to join us very shortly. He's just at the backstage. He'll be joining us in a couple of minutes. But before that, I'm just going to read up this because I think it's very important that during the festive season or non-festive season, I think we all need to practice and follow this very religiously because if we don't, um, unfortunately, we will be a victim for that, all right? Eventually, eventually, all right? So World Diabetes Day, all right, was created in 1991 by the International Diabetes Federation of the World Health Organizations um, in response to growing concern about the escalating health threat poses by diabetics. And even in Singapore, uh, if you look at it, even our PM also has mentioned this a couple of times, that the, the cases rising up in diabetes is very high because of the food, because of drinks. So there's a lot of things has been changing, but eventually more exposures and awareness must be uh, given to all the members or even to all the public as well. So diabetes become an official United National Day, sorry, Nations Day in 2006. It is marked every year on the 14th November. The birthday of the Sri Frederick Bentick, who is the co-discovered insulin along with Charles Bass in 1992. So the largest diabetes awareness campaign reaching a world audience over 1 billion people in 60 countries. All right. If you notice that it is one, I mean, everybody, I think we should, right? I mean, our friends or families, everybody, you know, somehow rather have diabetes, right? In most of the households. And in conjunction with the World Diabetes Day, COVID events has been dedicated, like I said, for the entire month. And we'll be sharing a lot of stuff about diabetes and diabetes care. And we have planned up an exciting line for this topic to come by, all right? Um, tonight, which is the first line of the series, and I'm very honored and proud to have the founder and principal dietitian at Eat Right, Derek Gong. So Derek Gong is going to come up um, I think I will do this basic introduction about him himself because I think his introduction is quite big. But uh, let me just read it up for him. Derek Ong is the founder and the principal dietitian at Eat Right. Um, an amazing person. I just get to know him uh, a couple, maybe a week less, right? We, we, we shared a lot of stuff within um, this short period of time and I think we, we, we get along very well. So it's going to be an exciting topic. So if you're watching this, we was please do share and like it so that more people and more family members and friends can join us. So talking a little bit of uh, Derek, so he is, he is graduated with Bachelor of Nutrition and Dietetics Honours at Daikin University Melbourne, as well in Singapore, where he's a member of the Singapore Nutrition and Dietetics Association, all right? And he's been practicing it over for 13 years. And healthcare institutions and Eat Right is in his private practice as well. So later I'm going to uh, show his uh, website address, which is over a year right now. I'm going to bring it up in a while, right? Um, and talking about that, he's also into health issues, which also scientifically based. He loves eating good food and believes in having a balanced approach. And, and some exciting topics are going to come along the way, right? Some questions for him and involving a healthy relationship with the foods and one's body image. This is an amazing guy. He, uh, he does a lot of stuff. So let's invite Derek 
on board. Hey, Derry Gong, how are you there? Good. Hi, Vance. Thank you. Thank you for joining yes. me in yeah. uh, Kopi Events. Huh? No worries. Thanks for having me on this show. So how's your day been, uh, Derek? Okay, good. It's just been uh, busy with work and uh, so also went to the gym. Yeah. Okay. And just had dinner. Oh. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been a full day for me here. Okay. And uh, despite your having a tight schedule, you yes. actually have allocated <laughs> this precious one hour of yeah. your time. So I'm really humbled and thank you. Thank you so much, Derek. No thanks, uh, thanks. Derek, today's topic, if you look at it, I think it's uh, mm. very, very, um, I got to say it's a very interesting topic because every mm. one of us love food. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, a lot of us falls under the victim. I mean, most, most to the diabetes because of these cases that increasing even in mm. worldwide, right? And clearing yes. doubts on food and diabetes is the topic today. Uh, before yeah. we even start up, um, I just got yeah. one question for you, Derek. I mean, mm. this is, we yeah. never even discussed this at all. Yeah, um, sure. What makes you um, be a dietitian? I mean, that's very important. I mean, I have asked this all my speakers, especially to sure. doctors. Why not a doctor? Why not an engineer? Why not a pilot? Why a dietitian? Yeah. Derek. So, uh, yeah. So, ju just to um, let you know, so dietetics was actually my second career. So, I, I had a first career um, in in the corporate world, actually in, in, in Singapore Airlines, where I was doing uh, more corporate and work and, and marketing. Um and uh, so I guess at, at the end of my my stint in in the corporate world, I decided you know was this gonna what I'm gonna do with the rest of my life? And and I guess the answer was no. And I, I guess I just needed like a, a a career change and doing something I'm really passionate about. So a couple of things I'm passionate about health, about keeping fit, healthy, eating well. And the other thing is like I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy educating people, and so um, I think the 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 two things I think uh, kind of led me to to a career in dietetics. Yeah, to be a dietitian, to be able in a position to influence and educate people on, um, you know, what's 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 the best way to eat to to manage their um, chronic health conditions as well as to prevent uh, further problems down the road. And uh, so, uh, we. I, I'm a firm believer that you know, if if uh, of prevention rather than cure, yeah. So actually, if you're eating right, you can actually prevent a lot of these diseases um, down the road. Yeah. So that's where that's where I'm coming from as a dietitian. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. And we often also hear this, right? What you eat is what you are. And, uh, and uh, no, yes, true, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, if someone <laughs> really eat a particular yes. food, uh, too much of that, yeah. eventually they become one of it but of course on a serious note sure. we are going yeah. to go into a little bit more um let's say mm, now we yeah, have already yeah. warmed up the the topic so we, we are going to talk sure. about the first uh question itself i mean eat right and when yeah. did it start what was the vision you were hoping to achieve for your company i know you you have that interest that you want to do but can you talk yes. about a little bit more about eat right yeah okay so eat right we uh started in uh 2013 yeah so we've been uh oh you know, running for about eight years now, and uh, the the reason why I started Eat Right was uh, as 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 in in private practice was to be able to reach out to people, um, you know, across across the board. Um, most people would access a dietitian through a uh, through a certain healthcare institution. You know, uh, they go to the polyclinic and then get referred. They go to the hospital, get referred, which is which is fine. Uh, but I felt that you know I just want to create another avenue where people can access uh, dietitian services, um, 
uh, without necessarily going through uh, you know um, you know uh, the an, another healthcare pathway. Yeah. So we we've got uh, so we see our private um, you know private practice uh, patients um, that that way. And also, I was wanted to kind of do a bit of outreach in terms of uh, education. So at Eat Right, we do a lot of educational uh, talks. Uh, to corporates and then to public as well, um, you know, uh, on on a wide variety of topics. So I mean, in this in this period, we're talking about nutrition and immunity uh, for COVID, and then or we talk about things like good food, a good mood, okay, uh, because mental wellness is as if is a very very big issue. So we wanted to reach out to um, the the you know in in terms of, of of outreach to to the bigger population in Singapore and beyond as well. And so that was the vision behind Eat Right, um, and really providing uh, scientific and practical solutions uh, to uh, to individuals and groups, and then and, and to the general public as well. Yeah. So that's uh, thank you, Derek. Yeah, that, uh, that was the motivation there. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much again. Because you probably hear this very often. I'm going to thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you the word so much. But you know, very interesting. You said something about you know the food that you eat actually creates a mood and kind of stuff, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, yes. I have a, a friend, a friend who's been eating a particular kind of food. I mean, soya products and you know tofu and all that. And apparently, yeah. that person actually falls under some kind of uh, <laughs> a low mood and kind of stuff. But the person actually quite smart enough to understand that, hey, mm. you know what? Probably I'm eating that and that is why I'm having this kind of mood, uh, rather, mm. you know, natural food mood and answer. So she actually stopped that and then mm. find that the, the thing actually became so much better in terms of the mood. So I, I, I totally agree with you on what you say that. Yeah. Uh, so again, about foods and moods, there's there are actually many sort of different food components that can affect that. So... Um, you mentioned she was taking a lot of soy, and I, I think soy has gotten a bit of a bad rap because you know people are afraid of the phytoestrogens. But I don't think that's probably not the cause of the of her moods. I mean, there, there there could be other reasons. For instance, um, in women, uh, iron deficiency is is a big issue, and if it's taking a lot of soy, soy you know con containing uh, calcium can actually compete with iron absorption yeah can actually block iron absorption and and uh, for, for women you know they tend to be uh, high risk of, of iron deficiency and that could actually lead to a uh, lower mood as well so uh, th th there could be other things going on as well uh, yeah all right so this is uh derek's uh, website address www sorry www.eatright.sg and that is his facebook as well and you can find him in instagram derek yeah. the food doctor right underscores yeah. um let's move on to the next topic derek um sure. i mean you know when we talk about food of course there's a couple of questions that i want to ask you as well as well yeah. the viewers mm -hmm. a few other messages are coming in uh, but yeah. what kind of cases do you see on a daily basis or come to you okay uh, so the, the 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 large proportion of cases that come um to see me uh, the people come to see me usually will have some kind of chronic health condition uh which is uh it, uh, they belongs to a, a category of diseases. We call it the metabolic syndrome. So this is people who are overweight or obese, and then and who may also have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, uh, and it can also possibly high blood sugar, which is diabetes. So this 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 uh, these kinds of patients are the ones that um, contribute um, most to my to my client pool. 
That's one. And then I also see a lot of patients with irritable bowel syndrome or IBS. Mm. Yeah. Now that is uh, actually, uh, it, it's, it's getting more to be a, a common problem. It's, and a yeah. lot of it's actually related not just to food, but also to stress. Yeah. And, and especially with, with the current situation, uh, stress levels have gone through the roof. A lot of people are, are going through a lot of stress and anxiety, and that has uh, made their, their, their bowel condition even worse. So the thing is that um, your, your gut is like a second brain. So, you know, if, if you're having a lot of issues up here, usually your, your gut will also be, be, um, be affected as well. So IBS is, is a big thing. Um, and finally, I also see um, uh, people with um, athletes actually, or, you know, rather professional or, or, or semi, semi-professional athletes who uh, come for me, come to me for sports nutrition advice. Yeah. So that's, um, so that's something a bit different. So these people may not necessarily have a health condition, but they want to perform better. Yeah. So those, those are the, the, typically the kinds of cases that come to see me. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about these IBS. I think that that's a topic yes. that we are in. I think um, there yes. is some cases are going up quite uh, regular yes. as well. And yes. Um, yes. you yeah. also mentioned about gut feel uh, or yes. gut, you know, getting irritated. But also because yeah. of stress. Uh, sometimes yes. when someone is extremely stressed, you can see that they're actually going under a big major stomach upset. And I think yes. um, the second brain is our gut as well. You, you said mm-hmm. it very well, Derek. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so on the diet side, we have a we have a, actually a very effective diet therapy uh, to control IBS, um, which involves you know uh, limiting certain foods that cause uh, you know fermentation and gas and bloating. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we call it the low FODMAP diet. Um, so that's been you know um, scientifically proven to 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 kind of help for IBS. Uh, but some so some of my patients, even on the best controlled diet, their, their symptoms still flare because their um, their stress levels were not um, properly managed. Okay, so then they need to also do stress management. Then in which case, I may refer them to see a, a, a like a, a psychologist um, to help okay. them for for the stress and anxiety issues. So actually, it's uh, it's we we try to treat a, a patient holistically. Yeah, on both the diet side as well as on the mental health side of things. Yeah, yeah, uh, and especially during this, this, this period, you know, mental health issues are really very, very critical. Uh, so we, we we just can't we just can't ignore it. Yeah, you know, Derek, it's very interesting. Um, probably we are both in. I mean, not really indirectly, but you know, I'm in the fitness industry. And um, yeah. you are in the aspect of food and nutrition yeah. and kind of stuff, dietary. Mm. But what I have seen over the past 18 months, probably you will agree, um, that mm. people actually, there's two type of groups, right? One who take yeah. this as an opportunity and change their life and their lifestyles. Yep. But another group mm-hmm. which falls under what you have mentioned, they do often fall into these depressions because of the stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We also seen major cases on weight gains. Um, yes. I was handling a case where this particular person, I don't want to mention the name, but a particular person put yeah. on almost about 13 kgs within mm-hmm. a period of yeah. two months. Yeah. Uh, basically, alcohol, too much of carbohydrates and sugary mm-hmm. stuff and all that. So I think mm-hmm. that it's also not binge eating, but I think fall under stress eating and depression as well. So yes, yes we do see a major cha- major events in, in the fitness industry as well. Yeah. So on that point, we, we call that um, uh, emotional eating or non-hungry eating. So uh, and the phenomena uh, we we call it of COVID weight gain. So COVID okay. weight gain is real. 
yeah, it's it's uh, it's a worldwide phenomena. Yeah, and which as healthcare professionals, we we all recognize that and um, stress eating or, or, or comfort eating. So people, uh, when they're stressed, you know, sometimes can go one way or the other. Can can just eat more, or some for some people they actually eat less. Yeah, so it, it can go either way. But for a lot of people, they can eat more. They eat more comfort foods to make themselves feel better. And so, um, you know, so the, the causes of weight gain is is, is 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 fairly complex, you know. Yeah, it's and a lot of it's actually driven by by mental state and mood. So we need to understand where it's coming from. And that's why we talk so much about mindful eating, you know, um, eating slower, appreciating the food, getting comfort from the food. So then, you know, if, if let's say, you know, your go-to comfort food is um, not like chocolate, you know. So instead of, finishing the entire bar of chocolate, you know, maybe just take that, 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 that one or two bar, you know, one or two squares and then eat it slowly and mindfully. And that could actually give you the emotional relief without, you know, so many cat, you know, a lot more calories. Yeah. So uh, the whole topic of mindful eating and mindfulness is actually um, a, a topic that's kind of close to my heart because a lot of my patients who are trying to lose weight, um, they eat far too quickly. And then, and then they are distracted, you know, they're, they're eating in front of the, 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 the TV or in front of their, of their mobile phone or something, but then they're, they're not focusing on the meal. See? Whereas if they focus on a meal, eat it mindfully, um, they'll feel satisfied without having to eat so much. Yeah. So a lot of times we have to ask ourselves, you know, um, are we really eating because we're hungry or is there another reason why we're eating? Yeah, is it to satisfy our mood, is it, or, or emotional state? Yeah, so um, so eating is very much a um, it's 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 a it's a it's a mood driven. You know, a lot of it's actually mood driven, and especially now with, with COVID, it's um, it's a really uh, important issue. And COVID weekend is real. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean that 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 period of time where I think I think. Now it's way much more better, but it's still getting better. Mm. We'll still be, you know, yes. taking all these precautions. But I think it's now sure. even smoother right now. We gotta say that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, um, you smoother, know, yeah. something about challenging, right? Um, the challenging yeah. cases that I also want to talk about. But 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 you know, when you talk about the kind of cases that came to you and you know what is eat right all about, you know, you started yeah. with your vision and changing. But I think mm. one of these issues that I think most people will be facing right now is, you know, when they go on a sudden diet, I mean, of course, there are a few topics, mm. uh, questions mm. that's going to come on the diet part, but sure, probably I want to sure, ask sure. you at this point, yeah. where we're talking yeah. about challenging cases, where someone, mm. you know, can't follow a dietary plan. Um, yeah. Someone can't follow a strict plan because of cravings, yeah. because of stress. Yeah. Mm. That kind of cases, will you call it the challenging cases like what you have mentioned? Um, actually, that's I, I wouldn't say that's so challenging because some a lot of times it can be I mean uh, you know there's some motivation issues or uh, life circumstances and so um you know uh, th there are always obstacles along the way so a lot of times I would end up you know doing a bit of um you know it, it, it was it's almost like 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 doing counseling you know I would kind of ask you know what's the what's the motivation um uh for wanting to um you know change uh, a certain eating behavior so the important thing is people need to know why they are doing something you know and it has to be a compelling reason yeah so i remember like you know years ago when uh, i was still working in 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 the healthcare system you know in the public healthcare system 
um, there was one of my patients, he came in and then, you know, his, his blood test results, you know, were, weren't, weren't very good. See, he, I think he had quite a number of issues with his, you know, um, you know, his cholesterol, had blood pressure. And the first thing he said when he came in, he said, I want to be able to, to see my daughter or walk my daughter down the aisle at her wedding. So for that, that was his compelling reason for wanting to do a lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, that he wanted to live long enough to be able to see his, his you know, uh, his, his daughter get married and actually, you know, walk, walk, walk the daughter down the aisle. So, so at the end of the day, I think it's about um, having goals and, and, and asking yourself, why are you doing something? Why do you want to, you know, why do you want to change your, your life? So why do you want to, lose 10 kilos you know uh why what's what's the reason for it so 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 a lot of times i i ask my patients for their motivation why they want to do it you see because if they can't find the motivation or is it because oh because my doctor asked me to or because my wife asked me to do this you know then uh, i would say uh, the, the patient won't be able to sustain you know it'll be very very difficult you know it'll be really difficult for the patient to actually uh, go through with 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 the dietary changes and and right now um what I do with my patients is that I don't actually set goals for them but I I ask them you know what do you think you can do you know what are you know one what's one or two things you think you can do right now that uh, will help you you know improve your health so I mean I kind of show them you know and these are the gaps in nutrition so what do you think I can make a suggestion but eventually it, at the end of the day it has to be a patient who owns that goal. And my and my goal is really to hold that person accountable to his or her goal. I'm not there to 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 nag the person, you see, but the person must find is must own his or her own goal and must have a compelling reason why they want to have that. So it can be, you know, it's, it's compelling. It's, I just want to feel better, you know. I want to be able to walk um, ten kilometers without breaking a sweat, you know. Or, or something like that, you know, of in the case of you know my patient wanting to live long enough to be able to see his daughter get married. So it's it's a lot of times it's the emotional, deep down emotional reasons. Yeah. And that is what will drive the person forward. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs or obstacles, but then that's what eventually, you know, um will will get the person to to pick him himself or herself up when 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 they fall and then say, No, I'll go again because I have a compelling reason about why I want to change my lifestyle. And, and when we talk about these challenging that cases that you mentioned, um, mm. we also do understand that, you know, when someone doesn't follow a good dietary plan or even for the yeah. matter of not mm. following their own mesal metabolism rate, all right, or if yeah, they yeah. don't even know the calculation. But basically yeah, yeah. what happens is that once you gain that particular weight, then mm -hmm. it stays with them for the rest of their life unless it's a deficit. But without yeah. knowing the basic calculation, which are probably yeah. in your line of expertise, you do yes. all these basic calculations <laughs> yeah. for someone, yeah. right? What is your sure, deposit yeah. and what is your deficit yes. and what yeah. is your workload and in terms yeah. of stress, in terms of exercises. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, even in my line, uh, it's pretty pretty challenging because someone who comes and says, hey, I want to lose 10 kg in one month. I look at them and said, uh, it can't happen that quickly, right? Yeah. Um, even <laughs> no. if some some are going for substances, right? Like fat pills mm. and going under a, yeah. a constant without a good uh, 
guidance of a dietitian or a nutritionist or whoever yeah. the expertise is and they mm. go into a protein shake with for for like 6 months or 3 months yeah. probably they might yeah. not get that iron in it or vitamins and minerals yeah. into that yeah. um probably we will talk about this on the next um question sure. itself but i think the yeah. another one that we want to talk about is this hba1c including mm-hmm. into these uh continuous glucose monitoring uh, is yeah. it better than a random glucose monitoring Okay, so um, just j- just to clarify, HbA1c is actually more uh for the uh, it's 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 more uh, it's as a three month average, you know yeah. of 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 blood sugar. So it's it's a measure of uh, short to medium term con- uh, blood sugar control. Um, whereas for uh blood glucose monitoring, and we've got two kinds. We're going to talk about the random blood glucose modern monitoring or the continuous blood glucose monitoring. Uh, that's more on a day to day basis, lah. So we're talking about more more day to day forms of of uh, blood glucose monitoring. So for people uh, who are living with diabetes, we we encourage them to take their uh, blood sugars on a regular basis, and it really depends on how well controlled their diabetes is. Um, particularly for people uh, who are on insulin, uh, who are injecting themselves, you know, a couple of times a day, they would need to uh, monitor their 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 blood sugar levels. A couple of times a day, yeah, and so the the usual way is to do like a finger prick, and then and then read the read the result, and then you know decide you know um how they want to um you know was a particular meal you know too much too much carbohydrates you know or or you know or was was what are they actually on 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 target yeah, so the thing is that uh the whole you know the whole business of you know pricking a finger and all that so it's, it can be quite uh cumbersome yeah. And not everyone likes to be, you know, like pricked, you know, like six, seven times a day. And and so uh, I would say probably continuous blood glucose monitoring is is probably a better way to go. Because so because you've got a, a sensor that's, you know, fixed to your, uh, a certain part of your body. And then they can actually measure your blood sugar um, levels across the whole day without necessarily having to prick yourself so many times. And so I think that gives uh, good data and feedback to see where your highs and lows are. Yeah. So for for good blood glucose control, uh, we don't want to have too many what you call it excursions. Okay, you don't want to have your blood sugar too high or too low. You don't want to have uh, like you know so too high we call it hyperglycemia, and too low we call it hypoglycemia. Neither is good. So you want to have your your blood sugar levels within a certain range. See, because too high and too low that is is a uh, is that then that's not actually optimal. Because too low, you can run the risk of you know uh, fainting, you know dizziness, and too high will eventually uh, you you damage your 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 um, you know the cells in your body, and and then and and that's that's um, that that's not good either, yeah. So I'd say probably continuous blood glucose monitoring is the way to go, and it's it's actually very um, you know it's actually very convenient now with with technology. You know you can use uh, health apps to go and help you to go and track. Your blood sugar levels, and it can give you detail, and then we can show it to your dietitian or, or, or doctor, and say, ah, okay, so we see that you know, and uh, your blood sugar tends to be higher at this particular time, um, you know, dinner, for instance, after dinner, two hours of dinner, and is there some way perhaps we can lower the carb load in the dinner, you know, so that it doesn't exceed that that range. See? So then it gives us good data to do some form of adjustments to the diet. Okay. Or perhaps um, you know, oh, the blood sugar tends to be very, very low because you didn't eat before you went for exercise, and then it, you actually had a hypo. Um, then 
that that gives us uh, you know indication maybe you do need to eat at least something small uh, you know uh, a carbohydrate snack before you go exercise so that you don't end up getting a a, a hypo yeah so i would say yes it is it is the way to go and also very important, right, uh, Derek? I mean, someone who's going to start exercising, especially nowadays, um, yeah. everybody becomes yes. so fitness-focused, right? Everybody is starting to uh, run yes, yes, or right. biking. Yeah, yeah, which is a good thing, right? We we have never seen this before in the past two or or, or three or four decades. Never been, right? But uh, COVID yeah. is it's something that brought some lights to some. Some really switch off the lights and make them dark. But... But in the, in the positive side, when we look at it, people tend to take life and they take charge of their life and they do a lot of mm -hmm. stuff for yeah. themselves. Yes. But yeah. again, what happens is that they, without checking with a doctor or without a dietitian, they jump into a certain kind of dietary program mm -hmm. and then they see yes. whether they read yeah. it from some Google or some news or friends say that, yeah. hey, you know, do this. And suddenly, you know, they lose weight too fast, which they're not supposed mm. to be. And then yeah. they fall into... As some kind of, you know, vitamins or minerals deficiency, deficiency or then it yeah. will become yeah. a problem, right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. um, so thanks for that also, We're talking about this continuous glucose monitoring system. And I think this is the topic that we all want to know about, right? You know, um, from, from, from toddler all the way up to where we are right now, uh, we've been eating potatoes, rice, noodles, and suddenly now we say, oh, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Uh, you need to go on low carbohydrates. You 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 know you can't do this. You no, know, you have that. So we we do see a sequence of pattern that is happening. If you don't mm, control yeah. your dietary yeah. in the thirties and forties, or even as early as twenties, mm -hmm. you fall under pre-diabetes, right? Because yeah. of your HbA1c shows that it's very high in the past three yeah. months. You have abused your system in your pancreas mm. and your endocrine yeah. system, or even when you look at the insulin. So where we yes. are right now, when we talk about Avoid sugary drinks, avoid, you know, foods that contain high carbs. So what is this all about, Derek? Yeah, so I, I think it's 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 well-meaning. Uh, and then, you know, so so we, the, the, the issue is really is about um, uh, the amount of carbohydrate, okay, and the type or the quality of carbohydrate. So the amount of carbohydrate. So carbohydrates, uh, there are different sorts. So there's the starches, okay, so you've got, you know, you know, like, you know, like the grain foods, like, you know, like rice, noodles, and bread. And then you've got the sugars, you know, which are in, you know, uh, things like, like fruits, um, you know, and then, of course, your, your cakes, you know, confectionery items. So so now we, we, we talk about total amount of carbohydrates. So uh, so where, where diabetes is concerned, uh, we're actually a bit more relaxed now. We, 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 do, amount, we do allow a certain amount of uh, sugary foods and drinks, you know, provided they don't, you know, uh, we, we kind of limit that the frequency, yeah. And then we have a particular guideline saying no, 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 the, no more than probably like 10%, 5 to 10% of your total calories uh, should be from uh, added sugar, okay. So we do have a guideline, but we do have an allowance, okay. So, uh, and, and we recognize that food has a role to play in mental health, okay. So people eat food to make themselves feel better. Like, like we talk about this emotional eating, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. So, and especially during you know, with during COVID, and people need to feel um, emotionally satisfied as well, okay. So, there is a role for that. Um, so that's one thing about uh, sugary foods, yes, we do allow it up, up to a certain point, yeah. But I think more, more important is talking about the also about the quality of the carbohydrates, yeah. 
so the quality of carbohydrates um uh, it's you know is it highly processed or is there you know more like whole grains you know uh, what are the other nutrients you can get along with the carbohydrate foods yeah so that's why we are you know f focusing a lot on low gi foods on whole grains because they they contain other you know vitamins and minerals and then they don't cause such a big spike in blood sugars as well so there is a role definitely for for carbohydrates uh, we shouldn't be you know going all low carb and no carb uh, because we need carbohydrates you know your your brain um <laughs> needs glucose to function yeah we we can't just just totally cut it all out see so i think going that will you would end up you know like I mentioned having you know a lot of nutrition deficiencies uh, yeah um uh, of course low carb diets you know they do work for a while you know less uh, scientific evidence you know but if you don't do it correctly if you end up being you know very unbalanced then um you could have other consequences as well. Yeah. In, you know, Derek, um, I think this is a, quite a sensitive um, statement, but I will still mention that. Sure, um, yeah. According to me, uh, I find that sugar is very addictive. I will explain mm -hmm. to you why in a, in a moment. I mean, yeah. everybody will agree <laughs> to that. But I also yeah. feel that sugar is a kind of a drug because I, I will explain to you why am I linking these two. Um, I have mm. a particular uh, a person who's going through a training program Every yeah. night after his wife has been deep sleeps, he go to the refrigerator, he take out this a particular bar and he eats mm -hmm. it, right? Mm. And that particular okay. bar has almost close to 18 to 25 grams of sugar. And he admit that, right? Yeah. Every okay. night he has that. Mm. And his mm. wife keeps counting for it and he gets scolding in the morning okay. and then he sure, won't sure. that. But this is what's happening uh. every night. And do not know yeah, why okay. the pattern only happens at night because then only he's feeling so relaxed and then he can sleep i've told him many times but looks like there's some kind of an addiction that has happened to him he must have that, that sugar in him mm. so that he can mm. go to bed and we know that what sugar can actually does and you know i mean i'm also a chocolate lover everybody's a chocolate lover to a certain extent but if yeah, you yeah, abuse yeah. it it gets into an addiction pattern and an habit and then it can't be changed what is your take on that so I, I would say, you know, yes, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not just sugar, you know, uh, people can be um, addicted to, you know, to so all sorts of things, you know, like caffeine, you know, some people can't function without, without the coffee, you know, and then, you know, yep. then it becomes like a, it becomes a substance addiction, just like, addiction. you know, it's, it's just like a drug, you know, it's just, you just, you know, you're just addicted to it. So um, the thing is, it's probably just to recognize that and then, you know, what do you want to do about it? Okay. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of times, you know, coming back to the example of of your of your client, uh, my question is, you know, was was he eating enough carbs at dinner time? Yeah, because what I find that, um, and it, this has happened before, you know, like um, that's some of my patients say, oh, I I, I don't I, I don't eat so much carbs, you know, at, especially at night, you know. Um, uh, because I'm afraid it will make me fat, you know. I, I'm not going to do anything after this, so I don't need the. I, I don't know where they could burn them. So, so they they really kind of cut up the carbs. But then the thing is, then um, later on, the, the the body still craves carbohydrates, okay? Because you know you've used carbohydrates throughout the day, you know, and all that. And then so uh, there is a craving for carbohydrate in a different format, which is sugar, as opposed to you know, starch. See, yeah. So one way or the other, the the body will still get it will still 
you know, crave for what it needs and what it wants, which is carbohydrates. You see, so carbohydrates are, are not evil. See, sugar is not evil. It's just that you know, there's carbohydrates is one form. There's the starchy forms, and then you know, then and there's the as a sugary forms. See, so one way or the other, the body will get what it needs. See, so I mean, I, I again, I, I'm not sure. See, did, did he deliberately cut <laughs> carbohydrates? Um, because but then the thing is that I I find that that happens. You know. There's a lot of my patients say, oh, I, I, I don't take carbs, you know, but then after that, you know, so, but, um, but I need to have uh, one pint of ice cream after that, you know, they don't eat the rice, but they eat <laughs> um, the sugary, high fat, high sugar, and then wonder why they never lose weight. So the issue is not about yeah. the carbs, you know, it's about, it's about the quality of carbs and they actually ate like the brown rice, you know, for instance, you know, there's low GI, you know, that actually make them full. Then they wouldn't crave that that you know so much of that of the ice cream. You see, so I I think people have gotten the wrong idea about carbs, you know, and sugar, and and having it seeing it in a proper perspective, you know, and there are different kinds of carbs, you know, low GI, high GI carbs. You see, so if we try to take more of the low GI carbs, so these are carbs that are more slowly digested, sudden so doesn't cause such a big spike in blood sugar, you know, and and you know it's, it's more your blood sugar rises slowly and comes down slowly, you know. Um, and then you you wouldn't have those kinds of cravings, you see. Yeah. So I think it's it's about education, about choosing the right kinds of carbs. It's not about cutting carbs totally. Yeah. You know, Derek. Um, I I yeah. I, t- I totally have to agree with you this. And mm-hmm. um, and and looking at that, the path that we are heading as the yeah. whole, uh, the human race or whatever we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It looks like it's a major pandemic that we are facing in terms of diabetes. We are fighting diabetes on a daily yes. basis if we yeah. don't start uh, acting or start taking responsibility and if we want to maintain yeah. this kind of lifestyle we will mm. be a diabetic um, diagnosed very soon or later because if you can't be abusing the own body right this is the only place that we live in and and if you don't if you're yeah. constantly just yeah. putting so much of I don't want to say it's rubbish. I, I don't want to say it's something that is not acceptable. But if you're yeah. con- constantly putting something into your digestive system and your, your organs are working constantly, I, I think something is going to break down and that breakdown is going to be very costly and lifelong. Sorry, Derek, I, I lost you. I also have to consider yeah. um, what is the social... Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I totally agree with that, you know, in terms of dangers of getting diabetes. But at the same time, also I have to consider what is the social situation of the person, you know, like, um, you know, we can say, oh, just, you know, switch your white rice to brown rice, you know. But first of all, is is brown rice available? A lot of places, brown rice just isn't available when you eat out, you know. Or I say, you know, cook brown rice at home, but not everyone at the home wants to eat brown rice, you see. So sometimes it's, it's, I mean, there is personal responsibility, but also I need to look at the, what is the social situation, the work situation. Uh, can the person easily access this healthier food? So it's about making the healthier choice the easier choice. And unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, people know what they should be eating, but they don't because there is an excess issue. Or they don't like the way it is being presented. You know, for instance, like vegetables. We, we keep on nagging, oh, you should eat more vegetables, eat two servings of fruits and vegetables. But if it's not presented in a way that is palatable or, you know, or, or attractive, people won't eat it, you know? Yeah. 
So the thing is, you know, like like as as you know, a, a lot of a lot of my dietary advice, I have to find out what is the what is the dietary preference of the person. Is that favorite foods, you know, or certain kinds of foods, like certain kind of vegetables he 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 or she wouldn't eat. So I have to work along that personal preferences as well, a work situation, family situation. Yeah. And then and then I make a dietary recommendation from there. So it's sometimes it's not so it's it's not so straightforward. Yeah. Back in the days, Derek, I think we are yeah. talking about at least about 100 years back, we are talking about 1900s, yeah. you know, our grandfathers and yeah. grandmothers and forefathers mm. uh, yeah. worked very hard, right? There wasn't yes. much of yeah. a elevator or escalators. So probably no, no. whatever they eat, these <laughs> carbohydrates, I think they literally burn yeah. them off. Everything yeah. was yeah. just manual jobs and kind of stuff. But right yeah. now, if you look at it, um, mm. sometimes we do these speedometers to measure how much steps a particular yeah. person takes mm -hmm. in terms of a yeah. daily. Um, unfortunately, yeah. at this current era, especially during this period of time, uh, this particular person only taking 2,000 steps a day, which means they're not going yeah. out because of the yeah. restrictions and quite particular about the COVID-19. So the steps yeah. have been reduced. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and to make life very comfortable, you, the moment you go down is elevators, the lift is there. You take a bus mm -hmm. or MRT trains, and then you go to your office. There's elevators and escalators. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you yeah, look at yeah. it, the output and the input plays a very important part, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. So uh, just on the output part, I would say now um, we 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 don't just we we don't really talk about you know um, exercising so much, but now we talk about movement about keeping active yeah so for some people actually exercise is a dirty word <laughs> um you know so rather than saying that so we say um we say you know let's say if you're in a work from home situation uh instead of sitting down you stand up you know nowadays you know you can stand up you know you can have a a, 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 a adjustable height table okay standing is better than sitting and then doing some movement is better than not doing any movement. So taking the stairs, for instance, you're talking about escalators, you know, elevators and all that. So just having some form of movement is better than, than none. Okay. So there, there's a there's a kind of a new saying says, um, you know, so not, not say news, it's more recent saying we're talking about um sitting is the new smoking. Yeah, there, there is a saying sedentary now because lifestyle. you know sedentary lifestyle sitting for long periods is is it increases the risk of heart disease as much as smoking. Yeah, so they call it sitting is a new smoking. So, um, and because of increased work from home, and now we are talking about are there better ways to work from home? Yeah, and so down now we've got the the, um, the standing desk, you know, and and the elevated height one. So or you know, or, you know so 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 there are different ways of trying to break sedentary behavior and getting more steps in. Um, and then you know like uh. You know, like just just making the small steps. You know, just making the small little differences. You know, taking a flight of stairs rather than taking the lift. You know, uh, walking a, a further distance, going to buy, going out to buy the food instead of ordering ordering delivery, which is again, you know, very 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 popular. You know, uh, do you really need to order delivery? You know, why can't you just go out and just buy the food and then quickly come back and see? Yeah. Um, Yes, there might be slight increase in you know in 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 a COVID risk exposure, but at least you know you you get your steps and things like that. See, so, um, so so that's that's really the thing. We we need to be challenging uh the whole thing about you know oh you need to exercise thirty minutes a day you know five times a week. Yes, we we, we do need to do that. Yeah, but we just need but if we just if, even before we get 
to that if you can just break the sedentary behavior yes you know standing rather than sitting moving rather than not moving i think we've we've gone a long way in helping to um um you know manage diabetes you know because diabetes you know we know if you do more physical activity that will help to 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 bring your yeah. blood sugars down and also talking about that, um, a pedometer, right? I think it's very important to have it, especially yes. if you know your yeah. steps. And now with yeah. Health Promotion Board is, you know, they have all these beautiful features to give you to track and monitors and yeah. even Pidometer, your own yeah. phone. Yeah, you have these yeah. beautiful apps. Smartphones can do that now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you and all, um, yeah, all people, you know, have like, you know, different sort of wearable devices, they, they, you know, smart watches. They, they can easily do it for you now. So we actually don't have an excuse, yeah. Yeah, and I think we are not even managing the minimum ten thousand steps, right? And no, it's no, really it's, it's, way if you work from home, right it's, it's really hard. I, I find that I, if, in order to get ten thousand steps, I do need to go out. Yeah, I can't just walk around my house and get ten. Expect to get ten thousand steps. Yeah, um, so that's that's the thing. You see, yeah, I I do need to go out, and so yes, I mean there is increased risk. It's always about risk, okay? But then again, you know, um, you can't be staying at home all the time. Yeah. Go out there, you know, wear your mask, you know, profess, you know, social distancing, everything, you know, but you just got to go out there and 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 get your steps in. Uh, yeah. This is the new norm that we have to live on. So we yes, got to take yeah. all precautions, especially yes. at this point of time. I think uh, all the uh, vaccinated travel lanes are all opening up. Things are getting, yeah. so we still have to be responsible. So agree yes, with you on yes. that. Yeah. The next thing that we're going to dive into, um, and, and recently I did an, uh, uh, a media interview as well. Uh, talking mm. about dietary plans, not really into diving into that, but it's more on yeah. exercise based. Um, yeah. they, there's so much of diet that's going on. We got mm. under a person's name diet. We don't want to mention the names, but that person names, you know, everybody who comes up with a new diet, you know, probably yeah. in the next uh, uh, next couple of months, you will say Vance water diet or drink water yeah. for 15 days. And you look, you know, it's, yeah. it's so much of a, so much of uh, theories and practicals are going on. I'm not sure about in terms of research has been done. But, yeah. you know, with, with so much of things that, you know, somebody is doing it and then somebody recommends to someone and then that person yeah. does it, you know, things can go wrong to the other direction. Mm. But one of the things that we always hear is this intermittent fasting that helped me to control mm. my diabetes or reverse yeah. my yeah. pre-diabetes. But what we talked mm. about earlier is hypoglycemia without a dietitian or without an endocrinologist or even an expert or even a doctor. Yeah. If yeah. someone does this on their own without a basic calculation or without basic monitoring, yeah, even yeah. when we talk about the glucose monitoring system as well, mm. what will happen, Derek? What are what are we heading to in terms of intermittent fasting right now? Yeah, so uh, I I know so the the science behind intermittent fasting actually was more for weight loss. So intermittent fasting is basically a, a way to control your total calorie intake. You know, either by you know you know you know limiting the window in which you eat or um, or only eating, you know, or, or um, you know, or, or eating very little calories on alternate days of the week. Yeah, um, and there actually there, there are many forms of of intermittent fasting. Yeah, so the thing is that the research out there showing that yes, intermittent fasting can help to uh, lower blood sugar levels, decrease waist circumference, but a lot of that is due to the fact that you're reducing the amount of total calories. Um, and then you get weight loss. And we know that weight loss if for, for a person who's overweight or obese does bring down blood sugar levels. It increases insulin uh, sensitivity. Yeah. So it seems to work, but it comes with a lot of caveats. Yeah. So if um, if a person is on medications, 
that already are lowering their blood sugar levels or their insulin, which is even more tricky. If you want to do intermittent fasting, I I, I would suggest um, you, you speak to your doctor and a dietitian first to see how you can adjust your medications or your insulin regime so that you don't fall into what we call a hypoglycemia situation. Yeah. So the, the blood sugar level becomes too low, which is not good. And then that, that can lead to, you know, like fainting spells and, and you know, all kinds of, um, uh, you know, kinds, ki- kinds of situation. And the blood sugar level is too low, you know, like it eventually can lead to, 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 to coma and death, you see, yeah. So you want to avoid that, yeah. On the other hand as well, um, some people, when they break their fast, some of them actually eat a lot. And then what happens is they over-consume and they consume too much um, carbohydrates and then the blood sugar level shoots up. And then you have another problem called hyperglycemia. Blood sugar levels get too high. Yeah. So remember what we are saying, you, don't want, you want to have a good blood sugar control within a certain band. You don't want to have too high or too low. You know, uh, because either too high will, will damage your blood cells, you know, uh, you know, your body, and then too low will lead to hypoglycemia, which can lead, you know, it's, uh, you know, um, to, you know, can can be potentially fatal as well. See? So th- those are the things, you know, um, with, with intermittent fasting, that if you're considering intermittent fasting to manage diabetes, you really have to kind of, um, um, you know, uh, ha- have a chat with a healthcare professional. Yeah. And to perhaps adjust and, medication, uh, adjust insulin regimes. Yeah. And also for those who are in the uh, diabetics as well, I think it's very important yeah. that before exercising, it's always very crucial to get a doctor's green light first yes. before they can start yeah. exercising. Because they got to adjust their medication yeah. accordingly to their output. Yes. And if not, yeah. like what Derek has just mentioned, it could be a diabetic coma or it can fall under a lot of other different direction that it can go into yes yeah all right eric uh, we are going into the next part of the uh, uh the question i think we are almost coming to the a couple of few more down here yeah. i mean we also hear about this mediterranean diet uh also is that a role for that in the diabetes or the pre-diabetes yeah yeah so again a lot of good research showing a mediterranean diet which is high in uh fruits vegetables whole grains um and fish and seafood and then you know um and and pretty much pretty low on on like the red meat and and sweets and and um um you know like 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 processed foods is is a a a good diet to help uh manage weight and manage blood glucose levels uh and then so it's it's a it's diet that's pretty high in we call it the good fat normona and saturated fat from olive oil for instance so uh that, that that's been shown to be yes there is a role for that Plant-based diets as well has been shown, you know, uh, because plant-based diets are, um, uh, they, uh, they, they're very high in fiber and we know fiber helps to control blood sugars very well. Yeah. And then also you get a lot of vitamins, minerals, you know, a lot of antioxidants from, from plant-based foods. Yeah. Provided it's not the processed kind of plant-based foods. Okay. Um, like, 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 for instance, like potato chips, you know, but you're actually eating like, you know, like, like a potato salad, for instance, you see. So uh, there is definitely a role for that as well. Yeah. So there is no one size fits all uh, when it comes to diabetes or pre-diabetes management. Yeah. So we, we no longer talk about a uh, one size fits all. So they, they all work. Uh, and a lot of it's actually driven by, by different sort of genetics as well. Yeah. And even when we talk about um, our most common staple food, the rice and noodles, yeah, um, mm. You know, it's just one handful of both left and right. 
you yeah. make a difference, right? When we talk about basmati rice and yeah. uh, jasmine, I mean, a particular Just, uh, yeah, normal rice, right? Rice, if you look yeah, at the yeah. number of calories, there's a huge difference between 234 calories somewhere around there to versus yeah. to 400 over. So there's a huge jump within the same quantity as well, but just because of the different aspect of the content. Uh, yes. So, uh, so whole grain foods. So for instance, like, like brown rice will actually for the same amount of brown rice, you know, as opposed to white rice, the, the brown rice actually has got slightly higher calories. Um, but that's actually coming from actually the, um, the other components of the, of the whole grain. So, which is the germ and um and the brand, which are higher in um some of the essential fats, yeah. So that there is there is a, a slight increase in the calories, but having said that, um the nutrition profile overall is is better than than taking white rice, yeah. Um, so we 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 do have a certain allowance. Yes, you know the calories is slightly more, but the but the health benefit outweighs the additional small additional amount of calories. So we would still um we would still advocate uh, taking whole grains and, and, and low GI foods. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's worth the so in a small uh, incremental uh, calorie cost. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one, uh, Derek, I think it's also quite very common. Often yeah. that we talk about, you know, that, you know, you want to cut down your carbohydrates and kind of stuff. But before yeah. <laughs> we even jump into that, I think these are the yeah. three uh, local favorites that the first uh, one yeah. we are looking at, uh, yeah. I have tried once, yeah. the mala mm. sing gao. Uh, uh, I'm going to say it's very spicy. <laughs> mala siang kuo. Yeah. 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 Sing kuo, sorry. Siang kuo, how, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. It, is it what, your favorite as well? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've eaten it before. I mean, it's, it really depends on what you're choosing. So I, I noticed you can actually choose a lot of vegetables in there, Yeah, which is nice. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fiber. Uh, and then you can choose your meats. But then, you know, you've got to choose the, the meats that are, you know, um, leaner. And not the fatty meats, and then the, the and and rather and also and not the processed meats. Rather, you know, taking like things like you know sausages and luncheon meat. You know, having the real meat nah. So so there's just lower in sodium and saturated fat nah. So I I think that could work. Um, high fiber. Uh, you know, good quality protein. Some carbs you can put in. You know, some noodles in there. Uh, my only issue is probably the there's a sauce and the amount of oil that's in there. So, mala siangko, you do need to eat. Do you? Need to use quite a bit of oil and the sauce, so which can be high sodium, and then the types of oil could be high in saturated fat. So I think that's that's something to take note of. So if you do want, you know, if you do enjoy mala siang kuo, then you know choose more vegetables, uh, the lean meats, um, you know, and then also uh, maybe less of the sauce and the oil. Yeah, uh, then then I think it should be fine. It's it's actually pretty balanced. Yeah. And another one we are looking at is, of course, the famous uh, Ayam Pingit, uh, ah, yes, which yeah. you can also see, you know, in a yes, way that yes. we also talk about yeah, chicken yeah. rice. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this is, okay. of course, coming from our Malay community, which is, of course, yes. we all love our Asian yes, culture yes. food. So yes. what is your yes. what is your take on this? Okay, so uh, Ayam Pingit is uh, pretty high in calories because of the deep frying of the... Of the comp the main component here, which is actually the chicken, as you notice, it's, it's deep fried and smashed. Okay, that's why it called I am penyet. You see, it's kind of smashing. Um, so uh, that is kind of difficult to kind of work around unless you kind of uh remove the skin and just eat the meat, uh, you know, or just eat a little bit of skin. 
Um, the rest of the components, the rice is white, and then um, you I, you rarely get brown rice in in um, in Iron Penny. I've yeah, it rarely happens. Uh, so you just have to eat it. I uh, no no choice. But it, you know, and on a on a you know better side of things, you, you do have a few cucumbers. So you get some fiber there. Um, and then you have the tauhu, you know, which is um, it's, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit, bit, bit fried as well, yeah. So I think protein wise, I think you get good quality protein, some carbs, uh, but it tends to be high fat. Uh, so I would say that it is possible to eat it, uh, but if you are watching your calories and your saturated fat intake, you know, you just want to do like you know the, the sort of like, sort of the skin removal at least for the chicken part, uh, yeah. Um, then the the sauces tend to be pretty high in sodium. Just a little bit of chili sauce, you know, just just get a, give a bit of um flavor. Uh, that that lime that 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 they can um you can squeeze. Usually we, we squeeze the lime on top of the chicken, yeah. But actually, if you squeeze the lime on top of the rice, um, that can actually lower the glycemic index of the rice. Yeah, when we make something more acidic, the the GI actually drops. Yeah. So uh, that's one way, you know, to kind of lower the GI of the white rice, yeah. to squeeze the lime onto the rice. Yeah, yeah. I know it's 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 not conventional. Yeah, but uh, it's it's one way to kind of uh, get around that. Yeah, definitely, uh, Derek. That tip will be very useful for people going to eat yeah. ayam penyet from now. Onwards. Yeah, you can see everybody okay. squeezing their lime over the rice, right? I mean, oh, the rice. Well yeah. yeah, thank you. That the next one we are yeah. going to go, which is quite common for students. And not only for students right now, adults also are having so that. Adults and as well, yeah, bubble tea. Constantly, yeah, yeah. Uh, constantly <laughs> there's a new trend also coming up with different tea and different that, you know. With, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, we, I, we don't even know how much of uh, sugar content is there in it. But yes, what is your take yeah, in this? Yeah. yeah. So again, it's a, it's one of those comfort drinks. You know, the comfort foods. There's the comfort beverages, which I, a lot of my patients do do eat that, you know, and it's, you know take that as uh, usually after lunch, you know, they want to have a bubble tea. Um, I'd say, uh, so first of all, watch the sugar content, okay? And nowadays, you, you can vary the sugar content, you know, like 25%, 50%, 75%, 100%. So if possible, um, probably go for 25, max 50. If you can go zero, that's great, but um, a lot of people can't stick to zero. Yeah, uh, I do know of one sh uh, bubble tea brand um which offers um bubble tea that's actually flavored with uh stevia yeah i, I won't mention that brand okay uh but there, there are you know that there, there, there are ways you know to kind of reduce the sugar the other thing is the uh calories from the pearls okay so pearls will be sweetened so uh unfortunately there, there's no way around it i don't think you can get unsweetened pearls um yeah <laughs> so that will add carbs and the other thing is the milk, uh, if possible, if available, to um, ask for low-fat milk. Yeah, so at least you can reduce some of the calories from the saturated fat in there. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so there, there are ways to kind of get around that. Um, to be fair, you know, tea you've got, you know, there's some health benefits in the green tea, red tea. There's some antioxidants there, but I think it's the added sugar and fat, um, which uh, is is a problem for some people. And I think, uh, Derek, I missed out one of the slides. I think I should have uh, placed that slide. I mean, I, I could uh, just okay. I just think about it right now. I'm not sure uh -huh. if you can guess what slide that can be your favorite food for most Singaporeans. Uh, that's a me goring. 
So we shall put that as well. So that it's a multicultural year. We are talking about the Chinese, yes. the Malay, the yes. Indian, you know. Right? So yeah, what do you what is your take yeah, on the, yeah. those like the noodles, the mee goreng? Yeah, okay. So mee goreng, so it's uh they, they make it from the yellow noodles, you know, we call it Hokkien noodles, yellow noodles. Um so that tends to be very high GI, yeah. Uh and then of course you've got the added um uh oil, you know, uh which may not be the healthiest, you know, depending on where it goes. So I would say if possible, you can switch to a mee hoon goreng. Bee hoon goreng, sorry. Yeah. So bee hoon or rice vermicelli actually has a lower GI than the yellow noodle, yeah. Um, so that's that's one swap, and then uh, the oil you can't really change unless you go to a hawker store that uses healthier oil, yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing, and and it, it really depends on the 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 portion of of the carbs it gives. It there's there some places you know they give a very huge portion of of the noodles. Then you can ask you know for for less noodles. Um, some places, I mean, the amount of protein there, you know, it depends on how much egg they put in there. You can, you maybe you can want to top it out with egg, you know, if um, you're a bit more protein conscious, you want to, you know, you're, you're doing some um, resistance training, you want to, and want to bump up a bit of the protein there, then you could probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as I'd say probably, you know, so unfortunately the Mee Go Ring itself may not be the best, but Mee Hoon Go Ring may be an alternative from a GI perspective. We are, we are also talking about in terms of nutritional value and yes. and another part we are also going to talk about these saturated yeah. and unsaturated fat. So we got so much yeah. of stress looking for food or whether yes. is it saturated <laughs> or unsaturated? Does it yeah, have yeah. nutrition value or is it something yeah. that we are eating for hunger or whether for nutrition? So I think we can understand all of us love food. At, I mean, yes. at, I yes. mean everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. yeah, but, you know, if I take that, you know, the fish soup or maybe possibility the sodium is high or if I'm going to eat that, that, you know, that it's saturated fat or unsaturated fat. So, you see, it's constantly very stressful. And because of that, the cholesterol also can go up as well, rise up as well. The sugar can rise up as well. So, huge, yeah. huge uh, challenges even when we talk about food as well. But, Derek, there's a lot of influencers right now talking about these particular bowls. What is mm. your take in this? Uh, so the Atai bowl, so uh, Atai. they are more of a, um, I think a trend more from the from the West, you know, um, I think it started more like, I think the US and, and, and Europe and all that. So Atai bowls, so what are they? It's uh, So it's Atai berry. Uh, it's a berry that's um, used more in like the, I'm not sure, is it the South or Central American countries? Uh, supposedly very high in antioxidants, and then they make it, and so it comes in, in a paste. Uh, and then you kind of add toppings of other fruits, you know, like, you know, for instance, this, this picture shows, you know, you add like strawberries, blueberries, and then I'm not sure, is it oats or something like that? Yeah, so it is a, uh, I think uh, on one hand, it is very high in antioxidants, you know, the berries uh, and all, you know, that they, they are very high in antioxidants, so helpful, anti-aging, anti, um, you know, anti-cancer properties. Um, but the thing is that, there is it's all carbs actually i mean the, the carb load is actually pretty high for this yeah uh the protein i don't really see a lot of protein um unless you add some nuts or, or things like that in there so uh always in food we, we try to have a balance between carbs and carbs carbs proteins and fiber like, yeah um because if you have too much uh, too, too much of a carb load especially in diabetes or pre-diabetes 
uh, it may affect your blood sugars, uh, you know, adversely. Unless, you know, you're taking this uh, before sports, you know, if you're going, you know, before like, you know, you're going to, before a run, you know, you, you take a, a big carb load like this, then you can probably burn it off. Then I'd say then, 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 then probably this too. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, so I, I, I think there's, there's both, both, um, good and not so good sides of a, of a, a Thai bowl. Yeah. And, um, I, I would probably try to, if, you know, if I was making a Thai bowl, I would actually probably re reduce the amount of a Thai paste. Uh, a Thai, uh, um, berries are very expensive as well yeah um and then probably add some you know like um you know like like uh like, like nuts or seeds just to bump up the protein and un, un, unsaturated fat content just to make it more balanced yeah and that will actually in terms of a blood sugar perspective could actually be a bit better Thank you, Derek. Thank you for that. And uh, we also know that uh, yeah. today is the eve of Deepavali coming up. Uh, yeah. So do, I mean, the, we, we know that all these are one of the challenges that everyone will have, it, yeah. especially the Indian mm -hmm. community as well. The mulukus, yeah, yeah. the sweets, and <laughs> all uh, those stuff ladu, that you can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Derek, but Derek, I got to tell you that these are just the starters. They're not the yes. finale or this yeah, last. Yeah. And along the way, there's constantly yeah. eating because in the Indian yes. um, society, right? If yeah, you go to yeah. someone's house and yeah. if you refuse their drinks or food or whatever, uh -uh. they'll get yeah. offended because they say, oh, you're sure, not, you know, sure. you maybe you're not like it. Yeah. So what, yeah, what yeah. is your suggestion or what is your recommendation, Derek? Yeah. So, so I would say um, just choose... Uh, one item i mean like say a snack you know like you know of of of, of a sweet or, or like the ladu or whatever and then and then take that one and then eat it slowly and mindfully and enjoy that yeah uh and then it then it so then actually you you can actually uh kind of get away with with you know uh less calories but you actually seem to be social yeah uh and then you can also get some form of emotional satisfaction from just just eating one thing you see uh, and then if I offered something else, yeah, you know, have a small portion, eat it mindfully, slowly, and then you can stop there. Yeah. So I would say that the strategy is just eat one thing, <laughs> one portion of one thing, you know, uh, or two things, you know, and then and then be done with it. Um, uh, that's that's one. The other thing is is about beverages. Yeah. So again, there's additional calories from sweetened drinks. So if possible ask for the lower sugar or the no added sugar drinks you know uh, water or fruit infused uh, you know fruit infused water um some of the diet um diet um soft drinks and stuff like that yeah so that will help to um you know sort of reduce some of the calories from from drinks so it, it is it is possible still to do health um festive eating in in a healthier way uh, without then, offending the host. <laughs> and even if you look at the food, right? I mean, we don't talk yeah. about uh, a particular culture group, uh, or, you know, uh, in, yeah. even when we travel. The yeah. the most of the time that after a meal, um, mm. we always go for dessert, right? Probably like yes. I, I mentioned yes. earlier, probably we already had a very high carbohydrates meal like a pasta yeah, yeah, yeah. or rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then within the next 30 minutes or 15 minutes, we have a dessert. So what basically yeah. is happening into our, our system right now? We, we are abusing it. What is the take for dessert? Why is that we must have a dessert at the end of the session? I mean, at the end of the meal. It's, it's a lot of basic culture. Yeah. So, you know, like you want to have a sweet ending to the meal. Yeah. So you have a dessert, you know. 
so you start savory and then and then you end sweet now. So it's it's it's, it's to kind of bring some kind of uh, variety and flavor. So I, I don't think there's there, there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But then from a blood sugar control and a carbohydrate portion control, then you want to think about maybe the main meal, I can take less of the carbohydrate foods, maybe taking less of the rice or, or, or the staple there, the potatoes, and then reserving some for the for the dessert, you know, then help to kind of balance it out. Yeah. So uh, for those who are trying to, you know, control blood sugar levels, mm -hmm. like, yeah, then say, you know, kind of ration your carbs out across the, the main meal and then and then the dessert so have 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 a bit of allowance there yeah thank you derek i will try this for this yeah. uh festive season hi myself yes i will try it yeah. and then i will message yeah. you but uh sure. but, then, but, um, but yeah. like i said it also depends on your cravings it depends on yeah. your discipline and yeah. uh whether is that particular extra sweet or the extra food do i need it i mean that's yeah. always that one yeah. should be always be responsible for Sure, and and remember mindful eating. Uh, eat it slowly, enjoy. You know, uh, rather so you you can just be satisfied rather rather than taking three of the sweets. You know, just 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 take one. You see, yeah. So and then you can enjoy your treats without feeling guilty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Derek, I think we are coming to the last part of the segment at Kopi Events, and uh, yeah. which is uh, before I even take that question, I do know that you are actually a participant with the Men on Singapore 2021. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So you, you want to talk about this experience a bit? I mean, how are you prepared? When is the finals? Yeah. Uh, how exciting it is? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's really exciting um, journey so far. You know, we've, we've got a very uh, wide variety of different, uh, different contestants uh, from different backgrounds, different ethnic groups. So, um, so it's, it's, it's exciting. So uh, one of the reasons why I joined as well is to kind of be an example for uh, men in their 40s to, you know, to show that um, it's possible to still look good, you know, with proper diet and exercise and, and good skin care. And, um, uh, and, you know, the other thing is also uh, raising awareness about uh, mental health issues for, for, for men particularly. Um, um, November is actually the, the month, you know, uh, we, we talk about, we call it Movember. Some people are, you know. Movember having the, 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 the moustache, you know, and the raise awareness of um, things like prostate cancer, testicular cancer, penile cancer, and then also depression, which is a, which is a big thing. So um, so it's been an exciting journey. Uh, then we also have got, you know, um, we're doing social media postings, uh, IG and Facebook, and then we've also uh, featuring sponsors as well. Yeah. So the products right. and uh, yeah, so it's, it's exciting. Um, Derek, yeah. a, a quick, a quick uh, break off here right now. Um, are you sure. okay if I show your your picture without the shirt? Is that are you fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine because you can see it anyway on the post. Yeah. All right. So where are you, Derek? Are you on the top or the bottom or the center? Uh, I'm in the center on on the right. Yeah. So all the right. So, so that's you. Oh, okay. You actually have to click the the. Yeah, so All right. it's, it's on the right panel and it's the center. Yeah, so there you go. There. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I got to ask your yeah, permission first before I flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash your upper part no, of your naked body, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, we we we'll, okay. we'll be featuring in in even less. You know, I mean, we'll be, I think we'll, we'll have a swimsuit set. You know, swimwear segment. Nice. Uh, okay. Later on, so we're, we're you know working hard towards that. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about your journey right now. I mean, we have a couple yes, of minutes. Uh, so, are you yeah, on a strict yeah. dietary program and a strict uh, exercise regime right now, Derek? Uh, no. Okay. So that part is still as per usual, you know, because, you know, I, I still, you know, I, I know kind of how to balance my diet. I don't necessarily like, you know, oh, I can't have, you know, sweets or whatever, you know, I, I and deep fried foods. I kind of know how to balance that. Um, the thing I have done was actually to increase my physical activity. Yeah. So uh, now I, I I have physical activity at least three times a week. So once a week, I'll go uh, rock climbing or bouldering. And then uh, once a week, I'll do the gym work. And it's, um, and uh, I, I believe in having a variety of different exercises. Yeah. And then soon, I'm, I'm trying to add some cardio. I, I don't exactly like cardio. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of need to do that as well to kind of tone up. Yeah. So uh, and then, of course, uh, now with more physical activity, I actually consume more protein foods. Yeah. For better Perfect. recovery and for muscle building, yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm not that strict, perhaps, on cutting all the sugar, cutting all the deep fried, because I also, uh, I need I need it for my emotional well being. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I, I want to be happy as well. I, I want to enjoy this journey. I don't want to be like suffering and all that. See, yeah, yeah. I want to enjoy this journey. Yeah. So we're definitely going to take this offline, and then probably I'm going sure. to suggest you some of the uh, exercise program to get even more ripped. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Just <laughs> preparing you for your finals, which is we wish yeah. you all the best. And, yeah. um, you know, you're going to bring back something for us and let us know that you are one of the participants as well who actually got it yes. all over. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. So that's Derek Ong, um, who's taking part in the Man on Singapore 2021. So please give him the support. That is his Facebook. Uh, you can also follow him. In his IG, which is uh, Derek the Food Doctor, and uh, he's the founder of www.eatdry.sg, and that's Derek Ong's um, Facebook, uh, which you can actually get connected with him, and you'll uh, be happy to be connected as well. Uh, Derek, yeah. before we end the show, um, what is one takeaway message for the viewers and listeners? Yeah. I know it sounds a bit blasé, but it's it's about having a, a good balance in in life. So, uh, and you know, in, in terms of 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 nutrition, we we talk about having a balance, uh, a lot of balance, variety, and moderation. Yeah, you no, know, having balance of all different food groups, having a variety of different foods, um, you know, because there's different nutrients, and then having it all foods in moderation. And same thing for for exercise as well. You know, not doing just one kind of exercise and having resistance and cardio and different sort of exercise too. and then having a balance also in, in in your mental well-being you know not just work you know but having uh, leisure as well so i would say uh, balance variety and moderation that's that's a key takeaway in nutrition exercise and in mental wellness yeah and in life in general yeah Sorry, Vance, I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, sorry, Derek. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for joining us at uh, Kopi sure, Events. Sure. And um, yeah. it's definitely a very great experiences for you to come mm. on board 
yeah. we talked about these for about one hour, but I think we have now reached yeah. to one hour and 21 minutes. Yeah. Um, when we talk about dietary, it's always very deep, right? I mean, we yeah. talked about pre-diabetes, we talk about diabetes, we talk about the food. And mm. uh, I think the real pandemic right now we are facing is all along is the diabetes as well and other mm. illnesses yes. as well. So I think it is very yes. fruitful. Yeah. You actually shine the light mm. on these topics and hopefully yeah. a lot of people share this video and get more enlightened for this sure. uh, topic yeah. as well. Yeah. So I just just one last point is about diabetes and COVID. So we, we find that, you know, it's very important to, you know, get diabetes under control because we found that um, um, if you catch COVID and then, you know, have diabetes, that actually can can um, increase the, the, the risk of, um, um, you know, um, not doing well, you know, not not recovering well from from, from COVID. So it is it is still important. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Um, we're definitely going to get in touch with this. And um, sure. it's my great pleasure to have you on the show for the past Same here, one man. hour, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. So we'll stay connected and um, sure. we'll catch up very soon. Sure. Thank you, Derek. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, bye. So that's Derek Ong, the dietitian of Eat Right and he's the founder as well. It was a great um, session today. I mean, I, I really enjoy every copy you advance because I'm polishing up myself. Um, I'm learning something new from the speakers. So I do hope our listeners and viewers out there um, taking back something. And and I think it's just about information and awareness and exposures at Kopi Events where we talked about uh, all kinds of topics. And as I mentioned earlier, um, the month of November is World Diabetes Day, but we are dedicating it for the entire month. Um, and, and a lot of great speakers are coming on board with the different topics as well. Um, and I think it's going to be a very fruitful month. So if you if you are following Kobe events, please do share this to your family members and friends so that more will be understanding about these informations as well. As I think um, one of the biggest and um, a big problem to come by, I think, is diabetes. I think if you don't start controlling food, if you don't have a certain kind of a discipline and like what our great dietitian Derek Gong has mentioned, it's all about lifestyle, right? If every meal, I want to have that particular sugar. If everything that we want to drink is sugary, if everything that we want to eat is a little more comfort food, right? Eventually, it will give you uncomfort situations. So you rather do some basic modifications right now. You start right now. It's never late. Rather than starting later after the symptom comes in. So... It is a real pandemic as well, diabetes. And um, we are going to touch base more on this topic in the next coming three weeks at Kopi with Fans. So, yes, it's time for me to say sayonara. And um, we wish all our Indian viewers and listeners a happy Tibavali. Enjoy your holidays and uh, eat wisely. Try to drink lesser alcohol, lesser sugar, and lesser carbohydrates, all right? If you do need more information or if you want to get into um, Derek, so you can actually look him up at this information I just mentioned here, www.eatright.sg. That is uh, Derek Ong's uh, website address. And you can also follow him up at facebook.com, derek.ong.169. And IG will be at Derek underscore the underscore food underscore doctor. All right, folks, so it's time for me to say sign off and I'll catch you soon.
next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Till then, this is Kopi with Vance. Thank you.